You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number five. Hello, my friends, beautiful creators. It's Steel Maggie. We've got five episodes now. I know that's not a lot in the big scheme of things, but I'm celebrating it because I'm making consistency happen with this podcast. It's been a big theme in my life, and it's just so cool to have all these interviews and other episodes planned coming up. It's exciting to me to be on the right track with this. I am invigorated to talk to you today about a concept that has really, truly changed my life in the past five months of 2019. (laughs) It is the end of May today, which is so crazy to me. But I am seriously so grateful for how much I have grown as a result of committing to this mindset change. And when I say it has changed my life it's because it changed my mind. And it made me think in a diametrically opposed way to how I thought in 2018 and prior about everything in my life and my control over the things that were happening in it. There is a definite (laughs) before and after. You know, looking at the before where my life was happening to me and then going to the after, which is now, where I'm, I'm seeing more and more that I am in charge of my outcomes to their furthest extent. Everything my life touches, I am responsible for. And that is what we're going to talk about today in the topic of extreme ownership. That's what it's all about. And oh, um, disclaimer, if my voice sounds weird or off today, I suffered some laryngitis last week. So I'm still in a bit of a recovery mode. I am a working musician and teacher and I make all my living off of that. And it's, it was scary. It was scary for a while, but I'm almost to full steam ahead Um, So I'm sorry if it's kind of crackly today. I'm doing my absolute best. So with that out of the way, let's get on and go into the origin of this concept of extreme ownership. There's a book called Just That, Extreme Ownership, and it's by two Navy SEALs, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And I'm probably saying those names ridiculously, Uh, Don't worry, I'll put it in the show notes if you actually want to check that out, which you should. And they wrote a book uh, and created a program based on this particular philosophy used in their military operations. So as defined from the book, the term of extreme ownership means the practice of owning everything in your world to an extreme degree. It means that you are responsible for not just those tasks which you directly control, but for all those that that affects, whether your mission is successful or not. Now, it sounds 
like it's a very militaristic, kind of military-centric concept coming from their definition from the book, using the word mission and all. But as we talk about this today, you'll find that you can apply this philosophy to everything in your life to get stronger, more honest results. So for most of my life, I've been a blamer. My favorite game was the blame game. Sometimes still is, I'll own that. And maybe I wasn't a tattletale at school, you know, in my childhood, but if I didn't have to be personally accountable for anything, I was I was gonna take the fastest freeway exit off of the responsibility freeway, if that makes sense. In my Adult history, though, I've done this in all of my relationships, you know, kind of with the thought patterns along the lines of he made me do this. He made me feel this way. He made me feel this way. He's not understanding me. He isn't giving me the attention I need. He made me seek attention elsewhere. Now, all of you are listening and thinking, well, obviously, clearly I wasn't taking responsibility for my feelings and desires. No ownership at all. That's clear. And of course, I agree with you now, but I hadn't put the pieces of my thoughts and my results together yet. Those that A and B, my thoughts A and my results B. It's my responsibility to tell someone when I'm feeling a certain way that I do, you know, neglected or whatever. The first time, <laughs> is it really? That was kind of the way I thought. You know, I have to be the one to tell him what I want from him and from life from the get-go. What? It's my responsibility to make him aware of when that changes? <laughs> Damn. And I simply didn't know that my thoughts caused my feelings and my feelings caused my actions and my actions caused my results. I mean, I had heard all of that. We all know Dr. Burns and that kind of philosophy, but I didn't sit and draw the connections in real time until everything in my life blew up in my face and all I was left with was time. So it took a level of self-examination that I had never gone to before. The sudden gift of just blistering self-awareness. It was just a big fuck me moment because I didn't know myself at all. I realized I didn't know myself and therefore I could never own myself extremely or otherwise. So if you remember from episode two about alcohol and artistry, which if you haven't heard it, go back and revisit it because this is going to make more sense. I had decided that it was too difficult to look into my own abyss without a substance or without the drug of attention. The great thing about those things is that they blur your vision. A person who I hate the concept of 
rating people from one to ten, but I'm going to use this analogy because we all know it. A person who is a five turns into a solid eight, you know, when there's there's whiskey involved. And to put that into a personality analogy, which I think is a lot more realistic, I was a three of a person (laughs) seeing myself through liquor goggles as an 11. (laughs) Too good. Just too good for you. (laughs) So I was choosing not to own myself, my thoughts, my actions, and my results. I didn't tell people the truth about myself because I wasn't telling the truth about myself to myself. Most people who know me only got the pretty parts. (laughs) But I'm sure that the shame that followed me around, people saw that. You know, my shame spoke much louder than my deceit. And I, I know you can see it in pictures of me from those times. At least I can. And if others were seeing it and still seemed to like me, this is like the big, you know, mind blow to me. Why was I afraid to be 100% transparent? I was already broadcasting the truth, you know, with my vibe and the way I presented myself, I was already, you know, putting that all in display, just not with my words. And well, I I know now it's because I had no concept of how big my life would become once I first accepted and then owned everything I wanted and everything I did. Even the stuff That seems that if I was materialistic, you know, if I wanted this kind of body or this many followers, I wasn't owning even even the weird stuff, even even the stuff that we don't want to admit to other people. That's that's where the true freedom comes. And I had no understanding whatsoever that living from that place of ownership would be incomparably better than what I was doing then. Most importantly, I didn't realize that this was the only way (laughs) to achieve those things that I wanted and the sheer monstrosity of my ambitions and my dreams at the time, which absolutely haven't changed. So why would I want to own every single thing in my life. It seems pretty extreme, right? Why would I want to be responsible to that degree? And let me tell you, the biggest reason is this. When I practice extreme ownership, I'm not giving other people my power anymore. Especially not those who will use it against me. Because there are people who will. And the thing is, when you blame others for your outcomes, 
others for your feelings, others for what you do instead of taking responsibility on yourself. While you blame other people, you get to escape the consequences of responsibility. And while you get to do that, you're also putting the entire weight of your power in their hands. And there is no power more capable of destroying you than your own. Because I was unwilling to own my thoughts and to own my actions. I also conceded my power and my sense of self to someone who should never have been within 500 feet of it. And I had to pick myself up off the ground in the end, knowing, finally knowing in my bones that I was the only reason I was down there in the first place. It was not that person's doing. It was mine. And that's just in relationships, you know. When it comes to my career, there's a million ways that I'm applying this. In the music industry with struggling artists and independent artists and, you know, creatives that are really just getting started, we tend to mope and blame the state of streaming and uh, no one likes good music anymore. <laughs> it's what I, I'm guilty of it, too. And we we bullshit on and on and on like that. But it's not getting us anywhere. It's only keeping us in the ground when we're perpetuating those myths and attitudes that form the overall perceived climate of independent artists as we all kind of perceive it in society and on social media. There's this ethos that kind of gets thrown around and absorbed. And I decided to quit that blame game. I chose to change my narrative. And now every day I say to myself, it's my responsibility that I have this many listeners on Spotify and that's nowhere near the, the number. You know, I, it's this responsibility that I have this number of subscribers on YouTube, which is a very small amount at this point, you know, and, and so on. And it sucks to say out loud, but I, I know that it feels so much better than blaming my lack of success on someone else or the environment because only I have the power to change that. And then when I do nail something, when I go from seven subscribers to a hundred and then on and on and on, when I'm achieving momentum somewhere, I can then say that it's my responsibility. That's what I did. That I have 500, 1,000 subscribers in that time. I am the reason for that. Because I owned that I am the only one who's going to do it for me. No one else is. And as that book, Extreme Ownership, talks about, 
leaving your ego at the door, that's probably the biggest obstacle in this whole thing for everyone, you know, in, in embracing extreme ownership as a practice. I've always had struggles of ego in my life, and now I finally understand why I always felt like I wasn't progressing as fast as my peers would, or why I wasn't in a certain place in my life already, why I wasn't, you know, 20 years old and looking like this artist or having this particular artist who's blowing up. Why, why wasn't that me, you know? And I told myself that I, I knew myself because if you don't know yourself, it's kind of, you know, stupid, right? It's kind of shameful. I would tell myself I'm being honest with myself, but I never was. And I was afraid of my own Dorian Gray painting in the attic. And you can tell I was afraid. You can tell I lied to myself day after day by looking at my results. It's results. That's how you will be able to tell if you're living in ownership or not. Go ahead and take a look at your results. See how they line up with both your values and your goals. It's got to be those two in incongruency. If something isn't adding up, there's some kind of ownership problem going on. And you've got to realign that with your values and goals again. The rough part is that you'll have to own mistakes, your bad habits, embarrassing misunderstandings, and all the fucked up, inexcusable shit as well. And it's a continual process. That's the shitty part, you know. For me, extreme ownership has brought much needed truth and clarity to my life. Shining a light on my past. It's explaining my present. And I am now designing my future. So I hope, please, check out the concept of extreme ownership for yourself, whether by reading the book by Will and Babin or consuming other materials on the topic. I'm sure there's plenty of videos on YouTube, you know, plenty of podcasts as well, other podcasts on Spotify about it. I know you can find a way to apply it to your life so that you never give away your power again. And so you can start living so much bigger. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. This was really, really important on my on my heart this week. Um, I will see you next week for another fresh episode of Mind Made Wrong. I am so excited for this next episode. You will just have to wait and see and tune in. But until then, let's go create beautiful things. Bye-bye.